You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I am recreated in Christ is the title of this devotion. I am recreated in Christ. What a wonderful thing to begin to realize that that's available. Many people would say, oh, Pastor, if I could just do anything to have a new beginning. Folks, I have a new beginning consistently, constantly, because it says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, I'm renewed in the inward man daily. And Paul, writing to Titus, says in chapter 3, he says in verse 4, When the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared unto us, we were saved, but not by any work of righteousness we have done, but by His mercy through the washing of recreation and renewing of the Holy Spirit whom He gives abundantly through Jesus, the washing of being made new inwardly. Folks, that is a consistent, constant work of grace that I'm constantly being made alive in Christ, that the life I have in this body is not from a natural birth, but comes from my communion with the Father through His Son. And that communion is kept alive by continual renewing of Christ's life in me and that I live in this life of fellowship with my Father, this life of sonship. And so we are... We are reborn as sons and daughters of God by His Spirit in us, as Romans says, crying, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. So one of the beautiful little descriptions of this is in Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 1. Okay, listen to this. For you, He made a life who were dead in trespasses and sins. Dead means you were separated from God. You were completely and only self-conscious. You were not God-conscious. You were alienated from the life of God. You were blinded to it. You were dead to it, separated from it. That is the judgment of sin, that you spiritually die. And inwardly, there is no life of the Father in this secret place of the heart. There is no heavenly manifestation inside. The Spirit, your Spirit, has become darkness, has become dead. When your Spirit, when you're reborn, your Spirit is recreated or is reborn and made alive through the Spirit of life in Christ. And so you... He made a life who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit now working in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. The character and the nature of of spiritual death that we had because of sin emanated or 
showed the wrath of God on sin. That spiritual death is the wrath of God on sin. So we were experiencing the wrath of God against sin by being spiritually dead. But God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us while we were yet sinners, Romans 5, 8 says, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that, and that not of yourself, but is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should bow. He's talking about that grace is a gift of God, that grace of that life that we now have with the Father through the Son in us. That rebirth, that being made alive is the grace of God revealed in us because it's a gift of God, not come by any work we have done, lest we should boast. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus or recreated, as it would say, for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So again, we are his workmanship. It is God who has begun this good life in us through his son, who perfects it in us and brings it to its fullness. What is the fullness of this life in us? That we live in the continual conscious knowledge of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit with us and in us. And that we take on the stature of the fullness of the knowledge of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in us. And we have that in the inward man, that the glory of the light that we see shining from the face of, the, of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 9 and Matthew 17, that glory that was radiant from his face as we see it there on the Mount of Transfiguration, where he perfectly emanated the beauty of the Father in flesh and blood, that glory has been commanded to shine within our hearts, within our innermost being, so that we may know that this treasure in this earthen vessel is of God. We are His handiwork, recreated in Christ Jesus. And we know where this leads to. If anybody would say, yeah, but why should I receive Jesus Christ? Well, let me read you this little verse here in Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. We can see in Jesus what God predestined us to. Why receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? So that what he is, I am also. As he is with the Father, so he is in me by his Holy Spirit to make me like him by his indwelling life. He makes me like him, free from condemnation, free from guilt and shame, free from all the painful self-consciousness of falling short of God's glory, enjoying the riches of his glory with the Father in us by the Holy Spirit, where we become God-conscious instead of self-conscious and know nothing against ourselves, but know that we have been made accepted in the Beloved according to the riches of the glory of his grace. 
Colossians, which is a phenomenal book. I would encourage you to read it often. It's a very short little book, but it's so powerful. It says in chapter 1, verse 15, Jesus, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation. It said there in Romans 8, 29, that he might be the first among many brethren. The first is important. So in other words, the original. That's what we're predestined to. That's what we're being conformed to. That is the original. You see, you can have many Christians and all of them are on their journey of transformation by the Holy Spirit. Like Paul would say in in Philippians chapter 3, not that I am made perfect yet, but one thing I do, forgetting that which lies behind my old nature that I've left behind, I now press on to take a hold of all that for which Christ took a hold of me. The Apostle Paul himself would say, I follow Christ, follow me as I follow Christ. If you look at Christians, you can often still see so much of the natural man. But that doesn't mean they're not acceptable before God. No, they're acceptable before God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Next week, I'm going to talk about about being accepted in the beloved. So you, you, you will like that. I love the whole mindset of that. That even though I am still human in my fallen nature in this body of death, yet through Christ I now partake of what I will be that he is revealing in me by the Holy Spirit as a down payment, as a foretaste, as a as a, a, a foretaste of what will be. And the foretaste is glorious, but the fullness is beyond measure, all to the praise and the glory of his accomplished work and God's own love for us all. And he says here, he is the image. Jesus is that perfect image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation, for by him All things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. Jesus Christ is what makes us the church. The church is the body of Jesus Christ. And while he dwells by his spirit in each of us individually, yet he joins us by that same spirit into one body where we have fellowship with one another in the spirit of his son in us. And we receive one another in Christ, recognize one another in Christ, that even as he has received us, Romans 15 says, we receive one another in him. Oh, how I love these thoughts. But what I want to focus on for just a moment here is Jesus is the original. He's the firstborn. And while I personally get inspired by seeing his character and nature in my own dear wife and children and grandchildren, I will never forget. And I've told you this story, but I all of a sudden feel compelled to share it again. 
many years ago. Oh, how long now? Probably about 28, 27 years ago. I was so low. I was so low. I had become just so in the flesh, really, is what the Bible calls it. I was just so in the flesh. And I didn't have the impetus to break out of it. I didn't have the motivation to break out of it. And you know, sometimes, folks, it's not a bad lesson to have gone through it so that we're not so harsh with others when they don't just snap out of it. And that we're not just critical to people when they're not as spiritual as as we think they could be or should be. I was like that. I was just carnal. I was just self, self, and, and, and didn't have the spiritual impetus. And my wife was having to live with that weight of the human nature of mine, and, and I didn't snap out of it. I didn't change. I didn't begin to manifest the grace of God, the glory of God, my new creation. And she had been praying, what do I do, Lord? Help, Robert, help, Robert. And all of a sudden, the Lord gave her an idea. And so she didn't say anything. Later, I found out about this. She just all of a sudden said, okay, family. And we only had Joshua and Zachary. Zachary was about six or seven years old. And and Josh would have been about 10 years old, uh, 11 maybe. And she said, okay, family, we're going to have a time of devotion. Something I should have done. I'm the pastor of the church here. And, uh, and, but I didn't have it. And so she said, come up to the bedroom. And we are kind of watching TV. I'm kind of, oh, please, do we have to? When you're in the flesh, the spiritual things seem a burden to you instead of a delight. Anyway, we go upstairs, and there is a kitchen, um, you know, a a tray that you put your cups of tea on and so like that, and it had a big candle in the middle that was burning and four candles that were not burning, one for Virginia, me, Josh, and Zach. And so Virginia said, okay, I'll start it. And I was... I was carnal. I was really in a bad place because I thought, oh, come on, do we have to do this? Oh, you know how people, when they're so darkened in themselves, can be so mocking about the things that would save them. And I was kind of like that. That's bad, folks. I was in a bad place. And Virginia, she just ignored my behavior. She covered it in love. She took the candle And she lit her candle by the big candle and she said, Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for being the light of this family. Thank you for warming us all with your presence. Thank you for enlightening us to be able to see how good and wonderful you are, Lord. Thank you for blessing us. And then she said, Okay, Josh, now you. And Josh lit a candle and he prayed a prayer. And then she said, Okay, Zach, now now you. And Zach lit a candle and he prayed a lovely little prayer. And now my time was up. Now it was my turn. By this time, I had been so humbled. I was so embarrassed at my own condition. I was embarrassed by seeing the sweetness of Virginia and Josh and Zachary. It broke me. And I cried. I cried. And I said, I've been so low. I've been so low. I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. I don't know what to do. I'm so low. Oh, what it will take to bring us to repentance, folks. Yes, it's sometimes the brokenness that is the journey, but it is the restoration that's part of the recovery. 
because Zachary, he came over to me. He felt so compassion for me and he laid hands upon me and prayed for me that I would not suffer it anymore. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon me through Zachary. You know, I've so often been blessed through my own children, through Josh, so often, through Zach, through Mariah, through my son-in-law, Jamie, through my daughter-in-laws, and especially Virginia. And often, all of us who are recreated, born again, can all of a sudden be reminded how earthly we are. If it's not by just the weariness of life, if it's not just by the indifference to the spiritual things, it could be by a, an, an evil attack of the enemy. But praise the Lord that no matter what reason we fall short of the glory of God, He renews us inwardly. He restores us. And it says here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23, to the general assembly and church of the first born who are registered in heaven to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect. You see, we are the church of the firstborn. We carry the life of Christ in us, the firstborn. And he renews us inwardly. He restores us when we've gotten low. He renews us, as it says in 2 Corinthians 4.16, daily. He revives us. If you feel low, barren or empty, don't worry. The Lord is here with you. The Lord is here. He'll revive you. He will restore you. He will. You say, oh, pastor, I've prayed, I've waited, and it hasn't happened. Just keep patiently waiting. David said in Psalm 40, I waited patiently on the Lord, and he inclined to me. And he drew me out of a horrible pit and put my feet upon a solid rock and placed a new song in my mouth of praise to God. Any of us have gone through those times and sometimes they can feel way too long. You go, well, Lord, how long do I have to suffer this? How long do I have to go through this pain? It says here in Revelation chapter 1, verse 4, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him. Grace to you. Oh, come on. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the rulers over the kings of the earth to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood as and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory, dominion forever and ever. Amen. Oh, come on. Just lift your hands if you're weary and low and you feel earthly and self-conscious. And that recreative life of the Son of God will renew you and refresh you and restore you and revive you and not fail you because his love 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, will compel you to not stay in that low condition of self-consciousness because you know that if one died, all died. Therefore, we live no longer for that self-life, but for him who loved us and gave himself for us. And people begin to realize this life we have through Jesus Christ. 
has made us a new creation, no more condemnation here in the grace of God we stand. Amen. Have a good day.